Leaders must encourage their organizations to dance to forms of music yet to be heard. That wonderful quote is from Warren Bennis, a pretty well-known management thinker. I just love that quote. But it leads us into our topic for today, which is about leadership. And as a product manager, you are responsible, of course, for developing and delivering successful products. But to really excel in that role, you really have to become a leader even though you are most likely not a manager and have no actual authority over anyone, you are responsible for getting people to do stuff. You know, John Maxwell, another great quote, said, leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It's about one life influencing another. And that really is product management in a nutshell. So it's obvious that product managers have to be leaders to be effective. How do we build that leadership, though? And it doesn't matter if you want it or not. As a product manager, people will expect you to lead and will want you to lead and will put you in a position of leader or leadership, even if only in a small way. Now, not everyone in the organization is necessarily going to see you that way, but a lot of, your, a lot of the team members will see you that way. Some people in the organization are just consider that tech is making the decisions or tech in quotation marks or doing the leadership, even in a product-led company, but that just means of course, that the job is harder, not that you don't have to do it, because you still have to lead, and in fact, you still often have to lead those people as well. Like everything in product management, there are challenges that come from all directions, and that's true for your leadership as well. And here's one special aspect, and we'll get into a few others. Just as an example, one of the things you need to be able to do to be successful in product management is to get people to do what you want them to do while thinking it's their own idea. And that, of course, is a leadership, kung fu, jujitsu kind of effort to do. Now, this is usually not necessary for the people you are working directly with, like the developers and the designers, because they usually understand your role and welcome you stepping into your role of leading and making decisions. But for other folks in the company, they may think that their ideas are the ones that are most important. Now, they may not might not be wrong, but... Even so, their ideas have to go through the reality filter of the product management organization or the product management thinking. And plenty of times, other folks are wrong about what they think should be done. Of course, that's what our responsibility is, is to be right more often than, than we're wrong about what should be done. Hi, this is Nils Davis, and you're listening to episode 138 of the Secrets of Product Management podcast. In this episode, we're talking about leadership and how increasing your leadership skills, well, first of all, you have to do it to be a product manager. You have to be a leader. But how, how to increase your leadership skills and the reasons that's so important to do. So let's talk a little bit about what leadership means and then how you can build up your leadership muscles. There are multiple levels of leadership required of the product manager. Within the team, the dev and design team, most healthy teams will look to the product manager as their leader for product decisions. Of course, you need to step up to that and deliver on that. The danger there is if you don't. They will want you to make decisions, and for most decisions, they will not feel you're stepping on their toes if you do that. Of course, you also need to balance to make sure that you don't step on their toes and make decisions about things that are really in their domain. Things like, how should this thing be designed? Or what should be the technical solution? You might have input on that, but really they're going to be 
the experts. And so your role as a leader in that case, or like a technical decision, is to make sure that all the correct criteria are considered. And you may even know some criteria that need to be considered, and you may need to remind them to consider those. But basically, the, deci- the technical decision is going to be theirs. Your leadership is enabling them to make a good decision. So leadership requires skills and qualities that go beyond just technical expertise. A good first step is really to understand your own strengths and weaknesses with respect to leadership. And there's various ways you can do this. One way is by reading books on leadership, such as The Five Levels of Leadership by John C. Maxwell or Drive by Dan Pink. These books can help you identify the traits of successful leaders and provide actionable strategies for developing those traits in yourself. Of course, I'm going to give you some ideas of specific things you can do as well to help build up both your leadership traits and characteristics as well as to actually exhibit leadership. And the first of these is really the characteristic of being able to articulate a vision and communicate it effectively to the team. Why is this so important? You know, Warren Bennis, again, the legendary organization expert and a pioneer of modern leadership principles said, Leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. In other words, the leader really traffics in vision, and then the execution component of leadership is getting people to take that vision and to make it into reality. A clear and inspiring vision sets a direction for your product and motivates your team to achieve their, that is your, goals. You know, and I've talked about motivation before in some previous episodes. In fact, episode 316 of the podcast, go to secretsofpm.com slash 316 to hear the podcast about motivation. To define your vision, you need to think about things like your product's purpose, its impact on customers, and how it aligns with your company's goals. And once you have a clear vision, you communicate it to your team in a way that inspires them and helps them understand how their work contributes to the bigger picture. And I talk a lot about that, again, in that motivation episode. One of the best ways to get the vision across is via stories. Again, I have lots of episodes about stories. And you're going to be focusing on the stories of the pains and challenges of your prospects, those who don't have your solution. Maybe your solution's not built yet. And the stories of the transformation they'll have when they get your solution, the solution your team will build for you. So your vision includes... What problem are you solving? Who is the target customer? How is the problem impacting them? What's the personal impact and the business impact? What are your competitors doing about this problem, if anything? And what is unique about the solution that you're proposing that they build that will make it better than other alternatives that the customer or prospect might have? Now, once you've answered these questions, you can start developing your vision statement. A good vision statement should be clear, concise, and inspiring. It should also be something that your team and your stakeholders can rally behind. And when I say vision statement, maybe you should think of that as the story. What is the story behind the reason that you're building this thing that you want to build? Now, a second step is to really make sure you build relationships because part of leadership is relationship building. As a product manager, obviously, you work with lots of stakeholders, including engineers and designers and marketers and salespeople and business people. And building relationships with them includes building trust, providing support, and creating, hopefully, a culture of collaboration and innovation with everyone. As a product leader, 
you are responsible for creating an environment where your team can do their best work. And this means providing the resources they need, recognizing their achievements, and creating opportunities for growth and development, among other things. You know, building relationships with these stakeholders is essential to your success as a product leader. So you need to do things like get to know your stakeholders personally, understand their goals and challenges, be transparent and honest in your communication, be a good listener. By building strong relationships with your stakeholders, you can create a collaborative environment where everyone is working towards the same goal. What you really want to be doing with this vision and with these relationships you've built is then to inspire and motivate the team, all the folks you're working with. Now, as a product leader, you are not going to achieve your goals if you can't get your team to achieve your goals for you, right? As product, as product managers, we don't do anything in terms of creating the solution for sure. We of course, do go out and find market problems and we talk to people and we learn about what's going on and what needs to be solved. But as the PMs ourselves, we don't build anything. And of course, we don't really do the selling either. We work with marketing and sales to create a way to sell this product to take it to market. We're involved in that, but we don't do it. And so we really need to get other folks to do that stuff for us, to build, to sell, to market. Now, as Simon Sinek said, a leader's job is not to do the work for others, it's to help others figure out how to do it themselves, to get things done, and to succeed beyond what they thought possible. So that's kind of highfalutin, that's kind of an aspirational goal, to succeed beyond what they thought possible. But that is sort of what we do as product managers, we enable the rest of our team members to achieve great things. Now, one of the ways that's within your power as an individual contributor is to lead by example. And this means demonstrating the qualities and behavior you expect from your team members. For example, if you want your team to be innovative and take risks, you need to be willing to do the same. If you want your team to communicate openly and honestly, you need to model that behavior. Leading by example is one of the most effective ways to build trust and respect with your team. Building psychological safety in your team is another lever you have. Uh, Peter Drucker said, Leadership is not about being in charge. It's about taking care of those in your charge. It's another great way of thinking about one of the things you need to do as a leader. Now, I have a podcast episode about building psychological safety with your team. It's a good reference for this. Teams that feel psychologically safe are, on average, more productive. They create more innovative solutions and are happier than teams without psychological safety. Now, you can hear more about that in episode 76. When you have psychological safety, you can do things like you celebrate small wins, you set achievable goals, you recognize and reward hard work, you encourage creativity and innovation, and of course, you encourage people to take chances and not fear failure. By inspiring and motivating your team and building psychological safety, you can create a culture of success and innovation that drives your product forward. Here's three specific things you can start doing today to put the ideas from this episode about product leadership into practice. First, again, articulate a clear product vision. Whether you and your team are working on a feature or a new module or a whole product, a vision will help keep the team and the rest of the stakeholders aligned and motivated. You can use storytelling to communicate your vision. That's one of the most effective ways to do it. And I have many podcast episodes about storytelling. Check the show notes at secretsofpm.com for links to a number of episodes about storytelling. Secondly, communicating and collaborating effectively. This also aligns with storytelling, of course. 
One of the most critical aspects of leadership is effective communication and collaboration with other teams and stakeholders. Start by seeking out opportunities to engage with other departments and take a collaborative approach to problem solving. Practice active listening and seek to understand other people's perspectives. And then finally, lead by example and build psychological safety. Leaders are expected to set an example for others to follow. You want to start by modeling the behaviors you want to see in your team and your organization. And this could include being proactive, taking ownership of your work, communicating clearly, showing empathy toward others, being unafraid to take risks. And by demonstrating these qualities consistently, you can inspire and motivate others to do the same. So as we've seen, becoming a successful leader in product management requires a combination of vision, communication, and empowerment. By focusing on these three critical steps, you can accelerate your career growth and have a much more significant impact in your role. Now that's it for this episode of The Secrets of Product Management. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found this discussion on leadership helpful. Check out the show notes at secretsofpm.com slash 138. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in learning more about product management, be sure to check out the show page at secretsofpm.com for many more episodes about product management skills. Until the next time, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye.